Next mad at myself, let her put it to the side <laughs> Mama had to cater for the coop that we rode at the school on the way to Popeyes And wanna play both sides, it's a red dot, don't get on the wrong red Alright, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dosekis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Pinland Whiskey. Keep in mind, Pinland Whiskey is an oak barrel aged whiskey. It's distilled in Canada using the finest ingredients before bottling glacier fed spring water is added from Mount Hood to the Oregon's highest peak. Pinland Whiskey delivers uncommonly smooth taste and a rich, complex flavor. That is Pinland Whiskey. And keep in mind, they are the official spirit of the Pro Rodeo Cowboy Association and they're the official whiskey of the Professional Bull Riding Tour. Which which is known as the PBR Velocity Tour, and they are official sponsor and official whiskey of the sports crime. That is Pendleton Whiskey. Drink responsible. All right. So we left off with Cowboys tease and where we're talking about the Frank Wright hire. Okay, Cowboys, which Dante's checking in with, it says Sean McVay has four, Matt LaFleur, Kevin O'Connell, Brandon Staley, Zach Taylor. Were they all consecutive, though? Can I get confirmation on that? I mean, y'all, and not picking on Dante, because Dante's a loyalist show, but y'all have tried to scratch, pull, and claw. Every time the 49ers are brought up and giving them credit, y'all just, it's like trying to find a pimple on Miss America. But I get it. I just, and I said, I don't know. I have to think when's that happened. I mean, I don't know if it's just the names, but I know Dante is correct that those, those particular coaches, uh, came from Sean McVay's tree, which keep in mind, Dante, Kyle Shanahan owns Sean McVay. I think Sean McVay's only beat him one time at that. Just if, whoever's keeping score, but I don't. Send him but, to the Super Bowl. Yeah. But, um, what are you looking at, Jones? Well, just that. Uh, so Lafleur and Zach Taylor were both 2019 hires. Uh, Brandon Staley was a 2020 hire. Okay. And then Kevin O'Connell was last season's hire. So I think 2021, I think, is where we're missing. Okay, so three. So they they they've matched. What if D'Amico Ryan's? would get a job, which I think by now the teams that are holding off, especially with Frank Wright, and I think Sean's going he's going to get a head coaching job. Um, that would make three in a row. Look, it's impressive. Yes, it's impressive. With consecutive, McVay's yeah, consecutive. Yeah. D- d- throw that out the door. Right. But, um, well, no, that's it's levels to everything. I mean, because that's – you look. There's co- – go look at Bill Walsh's tree. Bill Walsh's tree lasted for damn near was springing out for like 10, 12, 13 years. But I'm talking about in this era – Bang, bang, bang. I mean, that, that's, that, and look, and not only that, they've had success. I mean, Sala with the Jets are doing good. Speaking of the Jets, that's another coaching, you know, domino, even though it's not head coaching, it's coordinator. They hire, um, Hackett, Nathaniel Hackett, Denver's former, uh, one and done head coach. And the first thing when I saw that comes to mind, I'm like, well, the Jets are taking a page out of old George's tree. If it didn't work for George, because I the way the last two weeks went for Denver, it let me know George Payton. And now that I found out, and this is really what's made Denver fans, it's like, we canceled the second round process? We find out that now. When you look at hindsight 20, it looks even worse the way the season. When I find that out, and then I look at the last two weeks under an intern coach on how Denver looked, that makes me reassured that George lied to me and the rest of the people that have interest in that team. 
that Nathaniel Hackett was hired with the intentions to try to lure Aaron Rodgers, and that's exactly what the Jets are doing right now. It's not a coincidence that rumors come out, hey, man, they're Green Bay's willing to trade into the AFC. Well, hey, New York, everybody and their mom is saying New York's the desert. And what do they do? They go Nathaniel Hackett. And there's always, look, there's been a lot of people in my life that have gotten jobs because of me or I've hooked jobs up. There, you know somebody that usually just gets a job because they know the right person. Hey, you over there now, man? Tell you, man, okay, what time go by HR? All right, man. What don't you put on the application? Man, just be there. I already gave him the referral. That's Nathaniel, man. What the hell? Nathaniel, as bad as it went, and I was all in this corner, man, and I was down to ride it with Nathaniel. The only reason I was down to ride it back with Nathaniel because I'm tired. I believe you have no consistency if you keep burning through coaches. So I was willing to keep the dude by default just off of that of just being a scorned individual. But the reality of it is you're going to go automatically this quick and get another job that quick as a coordinator. Not as surprising as a coordinator based all oh, because of Aaron Rodgers. Just think this will be two jobs he's got because of Aaron. Probably tell us, well, hey, hey, look, however it goes, this is our last. Hey, because as soon as Aaron retires, it's like, I don't know who else wants Aaron. I mean, this is what this is about. But he gets a job. Bringing it back to the Dallas Cowboys. There's news today that they went ahead and released five assistant coaches or didn't renew their contracts. And I like how some reports are putting Mike McCarthy decided not to renew these coaches. Uh, Let me translate this for you. It goes down everywhere. And we have a prime example of it. Speaking of Frank Wright. This is no different than what Indianapolis started to do when basically the houses, the, the, the burnt toast turned into a kitchen fire. A small electric outage that was just a spark turned into a kitchen fire. Did y'all see the news of that iPhone 4 that all of a sudden was on a charger and it was on somebody's table? It was, it made the world news. I was looking. And first, I'm thinking like, damn, I don't even, when I was in school and I was getting younger, I was always the guy like I had to be up on the new phone. Like, nah, y'all ain't got this yet. As you get older, it's like, man, does it save context? Can it dial out? I'm so far. I don't even know what iPhone I'm on. But even me thinking like, man, who the hell is still rocking the iPhone? No wonder the hell caught on fire. They had to recall them things at one time. But the phone was on a chart. It just caught on fire and it just blazed up. Anyway, just see if anybody's seen that. But back to my point. With Dallas, the burnt toast and turn into a kitchen fire. And what I mean by it's the same thing that the Colts did. Week one, after week two, man, we're firing specs. Specs sucks. We're firing a kicker. Three weeks later, the losses keep for You know what? We're firing the offensive coordinator. I'm taking over the play. Well, Frank, I thought you all okay. Well, you know what? We're going to bench Matt Ryan. We're going to put Sam Ellich in there couple weeks, well, we're going to let go of Frank now. We're going to get Saturday. The point is, this is the start. This is the start to where you're just basically moving dirty dishes or you're just moving the dishes around. You're not cleaning them. You're just basically moving, just running water over them and just basically letting them set like that. This is the first, this is the first step of where it becomes next season that, hey, it's going to be the guy that's the head coach. The one thing I would say out of those five coaches, if one of them won Kellen Moore, 
Now, Kellen Moore is still there. Now, as far as I'm concerned, Kellen, people thought that Carolina job could be it. I don't know. I haven't heard of anything of Kellen getting second interviews anyway, anywhere, excuse me. So I'm pretty sure Kellen Moore is going to be returning, and I believe that that is part of the main problem. That's part of Dak's problem. What do you got? Well, I just wanted to go over the changes that were made in Dallas, okay? So they've parted way with six assistant coaches, uh, Joe Philbin, offensive line coach, Running backs coach Skip Pete, defensive assistant, senior defensive assistant George Edwards, assistant head coach Rob Davis, quality control and analytics coach Kyle Valero, and assistant defensive line coach Leon Lott. <coughs> of the all of all of them, uh, Davis, Valero, and Lett were fired, while the rest didn't have their contracts renewed. Again, moving furniture around. I mean, it's not really fixing the main problem. The main problem is the offensive system and the offensive coach, the wonder boy, Kellen Moore, it's ran its course. And you can't expect to get the best out of Dak and hold him accountable. Because that's also the problem. I mean, Dak didn't seem like he's holding any. That, that's been a theme for the Cowboys for years. I've had a ton of Cowboys coming. No, there's no accountability here. It's kind of true. But you, you can't expect to get the best out of Dak and hold him accountable with a coordinator that he shared a quarterback's room with. The only thing that comes similar to that, that I've seen in the history of the NFL, was Gary Kubiak. He used to back up John Elway, and all of a sudden became his offensive coordinator. That was successful. They won a, super, won a couple Super Bowls that way. That's an outlier. Okay? That didn't happen too often. So how do you expect Dak to get any type, like, Kellen Moore, to, I mean, is Kellen Moore, do you really think Kellen Moore is in the film room like Dak? How many times have we talked about that read when you see that the best thing to do is to take off and just throw it away? Do you think Kellen Moore is talking to him like that? No. Look, their coordinators, when Kyle was a coordinator, McVeigh, whoever you want to say, there's, there's uncomfortable conversations that you've got to have with a quarterback regardless of where his tax bracket and how much he makes. And I'm going to end on this note. This, see, people focus in on Dallas, Dak's contract. And that's the reason why it's the venom. Cause I think if Dak made 20 million a season, 18 million, the criticism from his own family, half of Dallas nation, I don't think it would be that much. It was the contract and it's the amount. And that is part of the problem. Not so much what he's getting paid. The problem is his contract, the coaching staff, this current coaching staff, they coach him with the fearness and walk on eggshells because of his contract. And you can't have that. That's, that's, that's just on that. What do you got? Well, just <clears throat> looking at the specific positions of the changes, right? And if this, if this can forecast anything, uh, you've got a defensive line coach is out. You've got senior defensive assistant is out. So there, those are your defensive changes. But then on the offensive side, you're, you're, you're taking out the offensive line coach. You're taking out the running backs coach, uh, which I, well, I, think, the, I, think they, I think that Tony Pollard ran well. Doesn't so make sense. So that That's almost looks saying. like a Zeke factor. <clears throat> and then you've got um, just the assistant head coach. This is fake So this hustle. is like getting, getting ahead of some potential upcoming changes. And maybe they already feel like Dan Quinn's already gone too, which is why you would make some of those staffing changes on the defensive side. I, I think this is just that this is change for the sake of change because we our season ended in a disappointment once again. 
we can't get past the divisional round. So at the end of the day, this is one of those situations to where that is, this is just fake hustle. First of all, one of those, I think one of those you rattled off, one of those guys are the responsible to develop of Michael Parsons. That didn't turn out good. He deserves to lose his job. I think Mike is on his on a, on a good path for a great career. This is why I know this is bull crap. This is this has come down to this is what see and the, you know. I had a saying one time. Well, actually, I think it was a friend, a coworker of mine, had a grandmother that used to tell us, "Hey, you can fool your buddies. I can fool my buddies, but let's not fool each other, buddy." And what that means is Dallas is trying to fool. This is basically trying to throw chum in the water to feed the sharks a little bit. We just got disappointed. Dak threw two interceptions. We can't get, we can't get, you know what? Uh, show the fan base we're doing something and change something. Don't renew those coaches. This is what this is, man. If you really wanted to shake it up, walk to that podium, reschedule your interview, your weekly interview on the fan. A week ago, and before that, give some of the let Kellen Moore go. Hey, man, I know he's going to probably make a good head coach this way, but we got to go in a different direction. If you really want to send shots, fine. You know, if you really want to send warning shots, clicking in new, you know, firing off the gun. You know, here in Texas, firing off the gun up in the air, Fourth of July or New Year's Eve, that ain't warning shots. <clears throat> When you actually aiming at somebody down there, that, that's like, hey, I'm coming for you. Don't mess. Don't come on my property. That's fake hustle, man. Fake hustle. But it's the, it's the first domino letting know, hey, something's going to, that's just trying to throw chum in the water a little bit. That's all it is. Now back to the teams that are getting ready to go ahead and do battle this weekend on this conference championship weekend. Um, let's start a little bit with Patrick. Again, we talked about the ankle. It looks like he was a full participant. You know, um, yesterday, hell, Kansas City's even get so cocky. They don't have him list. They have him listed, you know, on the injury report as a full goal. They don't even have him listed as questionable. They don't have him listed as anything. I'm like, hey, I know a team in the same division about 15, 20 years ago get fined all the damn time because they had to make up injuries. But just saying. But, but Kansas City can do that. But this is the deal. What's coming to surface, Travis Kelsey A.K. Killer Trail, what they should, what they, you know, call him in Chiefs Kingdom. He went on his brother's podcast. You know, his brother's in the NFC Championship game with Philly. What's the chances of that? Let alone having two kids, you produce two kids to get in the make it to National Football League, but you produce two kids that are pretty damn good at their position, and they're gonna play. They could end up in the Super Bowl together. Some people are just luckier than others, you know. How can a man produce that? How can he get that lucky with um, with his reproductive system? I don't want to say what I really want to say because some people are like, oh, that's just gross. And this time, tell you, man, I'm trying to get adjusted, America. Certain things you can't say. Everybody, oh, what the hell? Come on, man. I learned about that in like, freshman year, eighth grade year. But anyway, how can a man get so lucky? Travis Kelsey was on his brother's podcast and they were talking and these podcasts got guys getting loose. When you don't have the media there and you got to worry about it, it's not cookie cutter with you. These guys really get loose. Well, Travis Kelsey let it be known. I started thinking like, you know what? You damn, you all right. Travis says, hey, Bengals been running their mouth a lot lately. 
And the reports is, according to Travis, I hadn't heard it, but I guess there's some Bengals fan. It could have been Flip 2-1-0. But there's some Bengal fans out there that are that they're calling Arrowhead Burrowhead. I'm like, damn. Okay. It's come across Travis Kelsey's radar. So you know damn well that it's circled around the locker room. And it doesn't start here. Keep in mind, go back to early on the season. <clears throat> Joe Mixon. Hey, look at me. I'm the captain now. We're the team to beat. We're the team to beat. Uh, okay. Well, I understand you did win the AFC. You went to the Super Bowl. But you didn't have a ring yet. Do you understand? And it, it makes me want to throw up saying this. If you look at this, other than his rookie year, do you realize that Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes has played in a conference championship game every damn year he's been in the league as a starter? That don't make no damn sense. But Travis Kelsey's been letting know that they're calling Arrowhead Burrowhead. Add a little bit something to this game. Not that you needed to. It's for a trip to the Super Bowl. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecki's Get a Dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail. Like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients. Just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang. Always bold, always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Cry. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind are you moving around the greater san antonio area choose the storage experts tiger moving and storage whether you're moving an office or the whole family tiger moving and storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient prompt and cost-effective service to learn more and to secure your portable storage container today go to choose tiger.com tiger moving and storage official sponsor of the sports grind All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing and spinning the one and twos. Today's show is presented by Dos Equis. Get a Dose. We've been broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words, the key to any perfect cocktail, and that is Zing Zang. Make sure you try out all their pre-made alcoholic drinks. They come in at a lot of different flavors. Or you can just stick to the original mix and add your own favorite alcohol. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Crime. All right. Keep it moving. Um, first of all, 
meant to say it in the opening, but it's crazy. It just shows you in general how time is flying. But today marks to the day, three years to the day um, that we lost uh, Mr. Kobe Bryant. You know, um, that's one of those that I think even in my generation and, and this, you know, recent generation, those are one of those that you you will remember where you were when you got the news because, uh, you know, I was not young. I wasn't really born. I don't even think when you talk about in baseball, Roberto Clemente and stuff and the plane crash and all that. I can remember because I remember I was leaving the house and I believe it was on a Sunday or a weekend. I know, I think, but I just remember leaving the house and I was going to the convenience store or going to the store and I was at a red light and I looked down at my phone and having to pack, you know, pop up on Facebook and in this day and time, I'm just skeptical. I just thought, like, man, man, this is so cool. Like, why would somebody do that? And then I scrolled up, and when I saw the TMZ, and I clicked on TMZ website, I was like, wow. And it's like I couldn't even get back home fast enough to tell AC. But that's I can kind of remember my initial, you know, where I was at and kind of my initial thoughts when that happened. So, um Again, man, just just it's crazy. I mean, you see him, and of course, Vanessa's wife has been in the forefront, you know, fighting the legal battles, you know, with the against the uh, LAPD department, and then you have her, you know, with the situation on the board and discussing Kobe's line with Nike and whether to renew with them. So she's been in the forefront, but to me, um, it's just even when you see some of his highlights and even when you see on social media, you see sometimes of an interview, it still feels where it's still you don't really believe that he's really not there or not here anymore. Excuse me. So, again, three years ago to today. Um, all right. Uh, switching gears a little bit back to what we we're talking about. Um, football, the conference championship game. So, yeah. So, they, you know, Cincinnati might be talking. I, love. I mean, granted, they are the AFC North, but keep in mind, like I told you, Patrick Mahomes has played in a conference championship game every year he's been in the league as a starter. Now, I don't know who else got that feat, but that that that's pretty impressive. So, you know, this line has moved so much. I can't remember a line this moving and dancing around. I mean, I've given updates, you know, pretty much, you know, the last couple of days, and it's, you know, start off now – you know, it's going, and, th- and, and this has, and again, we live in an information world. Um, you know, this is basically the whole sports betting world has basically spread to the states that are legal. You know, it's been around, whether it's legal or legally. But the thing is, you get more information now. And a lot of these line setters, these casino managers, the book, the line setters that set these lines with different you know, books across the country, they listen to information like everybody else. And again, the money that comes in, whether it's the public, you know, and I'm not really one of those too much on sharp money. You know, I have my thoughts on that, but that's for a whole nother different show. But now it's flipped back to Kansas City, a one point favorite. And this won't be the last time that this changed most likely. I mean, we're going to give the foundation picks, which, by the way, we'll, I, I want to know where I'm at going into the conference because I know I'm coming off of a five and one week last week, went smoking. The only thing that basically called wrong was that damn Giants ran into a buzz. So I thought they'd at least be able to take that game to a four quarter note. But yeah, so we'll have the foundation picks on Saturday, but I guarantee you by the time I give them out, um, that line would probably be even a little bit different. I think if I had to say, I think it's still going to settle at a pick'em, 
or or it will probably leak up to a one and a half to two still Kansas City way. I think Patrick Mahomes showing up full participate in practice, the report that has the line shifting and then you're going to have some money start coming back to Kansas City way. Cause like I said, you will see Haley's comet come again before you see Kansas City a dog or even a one point or a pick em in a conference championship game as long as Patrick's there with Andy Reid, um, in a conference championship game in Arrowhead or Burrowhead. Got to play that game, though. A lot of talking going on. It's just something, you know, you shouldn't be giving bull, bulletin material, man. That also lets me know that's speaking of Cincinnati, that's still a young team. Um, that's kind of to know that, you know, this is a time of year you really don't want to give any extra motivation that you have to. What are you going to say? Well, it is a back and forth, okay? So today you also have uh, linebacker Willie Gay saying that there's nothing that's impressive or that impresses him about the Bengals offense goes on to say uh stop the run for sure you know you know they're going to try to do that to act like they can big boy us but front six seven going to definitely do our job and try to slow that down hmm yeah I mean well I, but I do think Cincinnati Cincinnati started first though I think they fired the first shots throughout the season. And that, and you know, and, and that's good. I mean, rivalries in any sport. I just talked about in the first hour about the four games, the, the two games the four letter network had on last night. It gives you a little bit of that old school basketball, uh, mentality back. Um, also, uh, speaking of sticking with the football, the conference championship, uh, we talked about Patrick Mahomes, but yo, Chris McCaffrey didn't practice yesterday. You know, he's dealing a little bit with a calf situation. I mean, their backup running backs a little banged out. Now, I'm pretty sure Christian's going to be ready to go, but that's something to be monitored. We already know the little, I won't say little, but we already know the distraction that they've had this weekend with their defensive starter getting arrested on alleged domestic violence charges. Um, the one thing I will tell you right now, before I really study these games on the handicapping side, um, I can tell you right now that <clears> – <throat> The one thing on the board that I'm really confident in, and that's going to be the under total in that game. It's sitting at 46 and a half right now. I think that's going to be north. I think this game is going to be very similar to the game last week between Dallas and, and the 49ers. Um, it, it's just one of those deals to where I think the Niners muck it up. I mean, they play you, they make you play in a phone booth. And like I said, it's going to be violent because Philly, the way they have been playing, I still think Cincinnati and 49ers have consistently since November, been the most physical teams playing those two, but what Philly showed against the Giants, and I understand maybe the Giants just ran out of, you know, time there and their real true color showed, but you don't want to disrespect what Dable's done. But I just feel like they show that they are playing physical and they're physical in the trenches. And I said it yesterday and I'll say it again tomorrow. That game really comes down. I believe the San Francisco defense and the Philly offense is going to cancel each other out. This is really about San Fran's offense versus Philly defense. How good is Philly's run defense? How good are they going to be? Because everybody's – and I've seen it on social media that, hey, man, they they laid out the blueprint. Dallas laid out the blueprint. Just make Purdy go left, which if you look statistically-wise, when he's, when he's played so far in these eight games, a small sample size we got, when he's played teams with pass rushers, like top pass rushers that are good – he has kind of struggled in that, but they won the game, though. They've still won the game. So <clears throat> that's kind of where I see that. But I don't make mistake. That's one of those definitely will probably be in the foundation picks. 
is that under 46 and a half. Cause I, I think it's going to be one of those. I mean, you might see a little bit more offense than what we saw with Dallas and Philly, but it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise. I mean, I will, I'll tell you this. I'll be shocked if that's a high scoring game. I really will. Keeping it moving. Um, what other NFL news did, did, did I know there was something else that I wanted to get to um, that I didn't. It'll come to me, but we've got Facebook Live. More reaction coming Facebook Live. Let's see. Who do we got here? Uh, well, first off, uh, we'll go to Mark. Let's go to Mark. Um, Mark Palmer checking in. So I'll never forget the day I was at the car wash drying off the Jeep when the radio said that Kobe and his daughter were gone. Couldn't believe it. Stopped what I was doing and immediately went home and just cried while watching highlights. What a loss. What a lifelong Spur fan. Mama was always a favorite of mine from day one. Respect. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of people, Mark, uh, that probably shed tears uh, over Kobe, you know, because, again, <clears throat> And it's only getting more like that because we live in a day of social whatever. But there's a lot of these athletes, even actors, but really more athletes that you feel like you know them because either you follow them in their whole career. You've seen them come out of high school, straight to high school to the pros like a Kobe Bryant. You you've been a fan of the Spurs like Mark is talking about and see him do battles. And you feel like, you know, these people uh, to a certain extent. And so when tragedy hits, it really hits certain people a certain way. Uh, you know, um, that you feel because that's just who we've been as a society, especially in this country in America. We've always, uh, held some of our athletes and entertainers and superstars to a different level. And we've always had that respect. Like, Hey, we watch these people from our homes. You feel like you're letting them in the homes and you feel like there's attached. And especially when you're talking about that was as young, still as Kobe, which he was still young to be, to, to pass. But especially when it's a tragic death like that. That's why I say in my generation, um, and again, um, I know Mark. So, I mean, Mark is, he's kind of close to my age. So I know in our generation, he's that, that's kind of one of ours that I can't remember, you know, anybody on the, and, and I, let me, let me rephrase that. We've had a lot of athletes, known athletes in the last, quite a few in the last 15 to 20 years that have passed, that have died. Okay. Baseball players or that. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that a guy like Kobe, on the level of athlete he was. You know, like I said, it was before my time, but you talk about a Roberto Clemente with the Pirates, especially from that community um, <clears throat> that he comes from. You there, there's there's figures like that, and there's bigger figures that have died in a tragic situation that is a little bit, you know, different in regards to just in, in every life. I don't care if you're life is important. Life is everybody's life is important. I mean, that's somebody's dad, mother, daughter husband, whatever, wife. But I'm just saying in regards to that shock value where everybody feels it and you remember where you were at. What do you got? Well, and, and the cultural impact. Because Kobe hmm. Kobe was, you know, as, as Undisputed's kind of motto is, more than an athlete. And Kobe hmm. definitely embodied that, hmm. you know, from, from just the iconic – you know, whether you're a basketball fan or not, you're, you're shooting something in the trash can and you give it a little Kobe touch to it, right? You know, so and and then what he was doing with in the film industry, what he was doing for the WNBA, and just also being just outspoken on other matters, business globally in China and everything. He was so much more. <clears throat> yeah, and you know what? I'm glad you brought up that kind of point because the one thing I will say that I always thought, you know, after the fact, after. You know, probably especially in the first week of when it was still raw and you heard a lot of, uh, 
you know, emotions coming out. And you heard a lot about people about speaking over in his life, people that knew him, teammates like Shaq and all that. One of the things that came out that I felt because I was never, you know, I was never a big Kobe fan, uh, but I always respected him. You know, I was critical of him at times in regards, of course, how he would be with other teammates and comparing him like, hey, man, this guy. But the one thing I will say, though, is that what I wish and, and again, I'm a private person, too. That's why, again, you know, a lot of things that are going to happen to me, whether they're personal, whether they're business wise, I just kind of keep them to the best so they happen. And I just tell you about it. But I'm a private person. so I can't understand that. But the one thing I will say that I wish is that Kobe, like his work with the WNBA and college girls basketball, I, I just wish that that would have been probably put out there on the front street a little bit more. I mean, I understand why he didn't do it, but I wish it would have been on front street because I think that that would have also changed the perception of how some people still feel and rewatch Kobe. Because keep in mind, like, again, things change after tragic death because that we're all human. I mean, we're supposed to. I mean, you're supposed to have a heartstring when it comes to death. There's no coming back from that. But before he actually passed in a tragic helicopter accident, there were some people that, for one, never never forgave him for what happened in Eagle, Colorado. Um, you know, there's people that really didn't like his attitude on the court, thought he was selfish, but I think that he could have changed, and some of it he did anyway, but I think it could have changed the narrative a little bit, and I wish he would have got his flowers while he was still here about the work that he really do to women's basketball behind scenes. I mean, I've never, I mean, I've been doing this for over 18 years, and we've had, when we used to have the Silver Stars down here in our backyard in the 210 before they went out to the desert in Vegas, became the Vegas Aces, which is your WNBA champion, by the way. Um, never talked WNBA on the show. I never really broke down bass. I mean, now, Pat Summit's one of my favorite coaches of all time. I've always said that she was Be Becky Hammond way before Becky. She could coach a men's team. Pat Summit could have coached that 94 Knicks team with Patrick Ewing and all that and got the respect. That's Pat Summit. But for the most part, I started paying attention to WNBA or talking about it more because I felt the product and the quality of basketball got better. These young ladies are really, I mean, their game and athleticism, it's growing. I mean, it's not on the level of really what the men, but that's why I started paying because the quality of basketball got better. Okay. So, um, but Kobe, I just feel that he, he could have done really like, and again, it goes from basically having girls, like he named it the girl dad. You know, I never heard that term until he really pretty much said it. So again, it's just crazy that it's been three years, you know, already just time is flying by quickly going back to facebook live before we touch on anything that we might have missed um kenneth is checking back in with us okay and kenneth is saying hey sorry calvin didn't mean to offend I'll, i will always listen to sports grind since 2005 my intention was not to make you trouble i'll assure you that i'm not the guy you described should have worded that differently my bad now see we've learned something today class this is a good, and I'm being dead. So I'm never, we've learned something that we think we can learn in society in general, especially this time that we live in. Um, this again is why I'm not really a big social media person and even really text message because you can never interpret what, how somebody means to say something going through words. And, um, I will accept Kenneth's apology. I appreciate you being loyal since 2005. Um, and the apologies, and, and I will sit there and apologize in regards to maybe I should have handled that differently. 
and said, Hey, you know, because you're taking time out of your day to do, but they, but the truth of it is, Kenneth, like somebody's got to take the hit for the whole class. I had to send a message, you know, just like if you got to go do a bid for about 18 years, when your ass is scared and you walk in that prison, you just going to have to take an ass with what just set a tone. Hey, hey man, don't do that. So Kenneth was an innocent bystander, but Kenneth appreciate you apologizing. I apologize to you, my brother. And that's just basically appreciate you support me since 2005. And you are a better person than me. Cause if that was me, if I were you and there was a show that I loved and some dude just called me out because it, and for one, if I didn't mean nothing ill with it, I'm like, man, who the hell did they screw that show? So that just lets you know how good the show is. So thank you, Kenneth. Because you're better than me because I wouldn't. But I appreciate it and apology accepted. And even if you wouldn't apologize, Kenneth, you still could have been listening. You would have popped in and it would have been all good. I'm just coming from that era of tough love. Different now. Can't do that. Teachers call the parents. It's more the parents like, well, what, what are you doing to my kid? Teachers call my parents. Forget it. Call my mom. Forget it. It's just different society. So I understand it, Kenneth. Apology accepted. But tomorrow we'll get really into diving into more of the matchups. I'll give you my prediction. Y'all know who I'm riding with the NFC. If they were good for me in August, they got to give good, uh, be good for me in January. I need more time in uh, that battle at Burrowhead. You want to accept that, Kansas City Robin? This is what this is what it's come down to. Y'all got the ratings. Well, the ring, excuse me. I'll tell you this, though, and I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. Sore ankle or not, if Patrick Mahomes loses this game, or they go on to go to the Super Bowl because there's a good chance we could be running it back with the Super Bowl matchup we had a few years ago, 49ers in Kansas City. But if he loses this game or he loses the Super Bowl, even if they beat Cincinnati, I told you that record because I remember them Chiefs fans like Travis Kelsey talking about Burland. I remember Chiefs fans, oh, this is a dynasty. Tyreek Hill, all that. If he loses one of these games, you start getting over there looking at that LeBron record. Like, hey, LeBron, but hey, what's that finals record? Just saying. Just saying. All right, man. That is a wrap for today. Special thanks to the producer of the show, Jonas Clark. All right. San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up in the Tyler, people up in the Shaw City, and people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down in Laredo. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning, before you hit the snooze button and before you roll out the rack, just ask yourself. You grind in peace. See you tomorrow. When life sounds too much like this, it's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. 
Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here.